Buying a house can feel like you're going 200 miles per hour in bumper-to-bumper traffic with a dirty windshield and the sun in your eyes. Ruoff Mortgage has the technology, expert staff, and resources to simplify the process while speeding up the time it takes to get clear to close. So while getting a loan can seem intimidating, Ruoff Mortgage will have you opening the door to your new home fast and stress-free. Visit Ruoff.com to learn more. That's Ruoff.com. Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top nine miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you? Well, I did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco, we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Nice and clean, execute our race. Put ourselves in position, got to be there at the end. Yep, copy that. Have a nice, smooth day and try to be there when it counts. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live. Denny Hamlin is on the prowl and it's over quickly. iRacing Invitational. So there's the rig. I got it done today. My equipment was great. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Xfinity, internet that's more than just fast. Xfinity, proud partner of NASCAR. By Whelan, on the road, in the air, and around the world. Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. By Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. And by Blue Emu. Blue Emu's family of products supports healthy muscles and joints. Is family owned and made here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. From the Motor Racing Network studios in Concord, North Carolina, here's your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the Skeleton MRN crew here with you as we work our way through this coronavirus challenge out there. We're practicing social distancing, and we're so glad you're here with us for this week's NASCAR Live. In case you missed it over the weekend, there was a virtual race through iRacing. Fox Sports 1 had the call. It was the inaugural Pro Invitational Series. Denny Hamlin picked up the checkered flag in a in a door-banging finish with Dale Earnhardt Jr. You may have watched it on FS1. Denny Hamlin is going to call into the show and chat about that and a whole lot more today. Also coming up, a piece of the MRN Out Loud podcast with Woody Kane. We'll catch up with NBC's Parker Kligerman about virtual racing and a lot more. We also have an extended conversation with Kurt Busch. We've got another 48 stories with Jimmy Johnson, and we'll look back on this week in NASCAR history. But first, to get us started, NASCAR Today Middays, Kyle Ricky joins us with what's trending in the world of NASCAR. Kyle? While the racing action has been put on pause in NASCAR over the next few weeks, the social media buzz surrounding the sport has not. In collaboration with Fox Sports and iRacing, NASCAR staged a virtual online race Sunday that saw the majority of the Cup Series field compete in on FS1. Denny Hamlin won the inaugural Pro Invitational Series race at the virtual Homestead Miami Speedway, beating Dale Earnhardt Jr. to the line on the final lap. Here's how Hamlin reacted post-race on his Twitter. That's uh, what it's all about, beating Dale Jr. there at the end. Uh, We got a ton of of um, you know, experience racing together. We've been doing it for, had to be at least 15 years now that we've been doing this, but uh, we neither one of us have, have done racing in, in, in years. And so 
For us to come back and have the success that we had was really cool. Thank iRacing. Thanks, Fox. Thanks, FedEx. For everyone that uh, helped support this and Toyota as well uh, for streaming it. That It was an exciting few laps. I was yelling and screaming, as you probably heard. Uh, but overall, uh, really fun event, and I uh, can't wait to do it again. Hamlin's Twitter handle is at Denny Hamlin. If you want to see the video Hamlin posted, he and his daughter Taylor were reacting throughout the race with various videos, and it was really fun to watch. Hamlin will call in to chat with Mike Bagley about the big win coming up shortly here on this program. Brad Keselowski also competed in the event and even hosted a virtual media bullpen following the race on his Instagram account. Well, that was an interesting NASCAR Pro Invitational race. I uh, had a lot of fun, wrecked a lot. Congrats to Denny Hamlin. Great race for him. Drove to the front, won it. Which is pretty cool. New tires. I tried to pit for new tires and be on the same strategy and got wrecked. But that's part of it. Hope you guys enjoyed. We're glad to have a little bit of racing action in the middle of, uh, you know, obviously, everything that's going on. Uh, wish it was on the real racetrack. I know as you guys do too, but uh, this will have to do. And we're thinking about all those who are affected and want to be respectful to them. So thanks for watching. Appreciate you. The series will compete again this weekend at Texas. Well, the virtual Texas. Be sure to follow all of the appropriate channels to stay up to date with everything iRacing during this downtime. Brad's teammate, Joey Logano, has a new vlog that he started during the break in the racing action. If you don't know what a vlog is, it's a video blog. Logano has posted three already on his Twitter account, including the latest with he and his wife, Brittany, as they are getting ready for the birth of their second child. Hey guys, Joey here with my lovely wife, Brittany. Hey everyone. Let me tell you something, guys. <laughs> my wife is like eight months pregnant. Almost nine. Almost nine. There. And one thing that is very real, nesting. That's a real thing. I learned that today. We're all quarantined. There's nothing else really to do. I yeah. forgot about so this after the first drawers. baby. That's Cleaning drawers and the honey-do list is now the honey-did list. So I'm happy did about that. Day. To follow along with all of Logano's adventures, be sure to follow him on Twitter at Joey Logano. And finally, speaking of babies... Dale Earnhardt Jr. and wife Amy Earnhardt are expecting their second child as Amy posted a video to her social channels revealing the news with daughter Isla. Amazing sister. What? How do you know it's a girl? She's a sister either oh, way. She's a girl. <laughs> really? Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> That sound courtesy of Amy's Twitter account, at Amy Earnhardt. And of course, you heard Isla at the end there saying she's going to be a sister. Well done. There are just some of the items trending in NASCAR Nation. For more news, visit MRN.com. Thank you, Kyle. Coming up on NASCAR Live, Denny Hamlin joins us fresh off his pro invitational iRacing Series win at the virtual Homestead Miami Speedway. And later, we'll hear from Chip. Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change, like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, mmm, yeah. 
I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Hey there, it's Hall of Fame driver Rusty Wallace for Blue Emu. After spending nearly a quarter of a century in a race car, I know what it means to be banged up and bruised up. As Wallace spins, Wallace... That's why I reach for Blue Emu products to support my muscles and joints. Blue Emu is known for quality and innovation. And Blue Emu is one of the few muscle and joint brands that is 100% owned, distributed, and manufactured in the USA. For Hall of Fame relief, reach for Blue Emu. Works fast and you won't stink. Homestead Miami Speedway winner Denny Hamlin joins us next. First, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Hi, folks. Mike Bagley here. At MRN, we rely on equipment from Racing Electronics. Joey Logano to the lead on the back straightaway. Racing Electronics has scanners and headphones. We can listen to every uncensored conversation between driver and crew. You won the championship, baby. Yeah. And when we need live audio, in-car cameras, and up-to-the-second statistics, use their latest handheld unit called Legend. To learn more about these products and many others, visit RacingElectronics.com. Racing Electronics, the official two-way communication partner of MRN. Check out MRN.com for a podcast series called The Tough Trucks of NASCAR. 25 years and still trucking. We'll take you back to some great races. Here they come. They're crashing in the back at the line. Mike Skinner wins it. Some wild moments. Brendan gone gets turned around and slams hard into the inside retaining wall. And the stories that go with them. We lost the championship, but there was a lot of ugly things that went on behind the scenes. Ended a lot of friendships, actually, to this day. Download the shows for free on iTunes and at MRN.com. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We welcome you back to NASCAR Live. If you were tuned in to FS1 over the weekend or on social media, you saw where there was a virtual Dixie Vodka 150 run at the virtual Homestead Miami Speedway. The gentleman that went to virtual Gatorade Victory Lane was Denny Hamlin, and he joins us now on the show. Denny, welcome back to NASCAR Live. Congratulations on that big win on Sunday. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, it was a uh... It, bigger than I thought, evidently. So it uh, it definitely got a lot of attention. And, um, you know, it, w- I know that we all prepared quite a bit for it. We we spent, you know, at least a week or so uh, running a lot of practice laps, a lot of uh, mock races and whatnot to try to make sure we put on a good show and did the best we could. How did that come together? Did you get a call? Did you get a text? Did you start this? How How did all this begin? I don't remember exactly, but I, I know it didn't really come. You know, the drivers willingly got on iRacing and started running uh, some some races at, at night and were hosting some races. Uh, you know, you saw a lot of tweets over the last you know couple of weeks or so, of people saying, hey, I'm getting on iRacing, hosting some racing, whatnot. So during that, I think iRacing reached out to a few guys. Next thing you know, it got some more traction. Uh, and it really happened late in the game. When I say late, it's like, you know, just six or five or six days ago was it was like, okay, we're going to do this. It's going to be on TV. Um, you know, here's the setup. Uh, let's see what kind of participation we get. And, you know, with over 25 cup guys locking in, I guess it was 29 that uh, race full time. That's, that's a huge number. And, and by the way, no one, not everyone had a rig and was ready to go. Like some people had a bar rigs. Some people bought one last minute. So, you know, I think that the product really could get better and better as, as guys get more experience. How often are you able to iRace under normal conditions? Let's say that, you know, with the issues that we're not uh, that we're dealing with now are not in place, do you have the time to sit down and maybe uh, 
do a little uh, bench racing with your guys there on iRacing otherwise? Yeah, I mean, I've got time. I, it, it just kind of depends on, you know, my kid's schedule and things like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, to that, you know, things have been shut down for the most part, right? I mean, everything is, is kind of done uh, via uh, the Internet. <laughs> you know, the, there's no appearances to go to. There's no meet and greets, no signings and, and things like that. So things have just changed. And so – I looked at my schedule and there's just, there's not anything really on it for a while. And so um, I, I can spend as much or as little time as I want preparing. Uh, and I chose this week to spend some more time uh, getting ready for it. And it, it paid off. And Denny Hamlin is spending time with us here on NASCAR live to talk about it. Denny for the race fan that has no idea what iRacing is, what it does, um, how it works. First of all, how close to real life is this? Like when you raced at Homestead on iRacing and you took it off into the corners, did you feel the bumps? How much is this as close to real life as possible? It's really close. I mean, it is closer than what it even looks like, and it looks very close. So, um, I, you know, I, I try to compare it to, to other sports, and, and, and you can't. Like, it's not even close how much better it is to being real than other sports. You know, NBA player can't go to go play NBA 2K and it look the same or even feel the same. You don't need the same skill sets. And this, it requires you to have the same skill set that it does for you to be good in real life. So that that's where I think that, you know, it's really intriguing how it all plays out and the competition side of things. I would say that, that the race on Sunday and whatever potential races that are out there to come, I imagine that that's great for the platform. You know, they say that in moments of challenge are born new frontiers or new things. I would say that probably in this case, a spotlight is shining on iRacing. It's been there for a long time, but I would say that out of this situation, probably it's going to get a little more attention and is good for that medium. Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it. Um, I think it's good for everyone involved right now. I think it. Uh, it, it there's a lot of people talking. Uh, that uh, yeah, I, I looked at kind of on Twitter. I go through like the verified, you know, mentions and whatnot. And you look at, I look at media outlets that are talking about this that that never talked about NASCAR. So, I think uh, there's definitely a lot of positives to be drawn uh, about this, and especially. You know, like I say, it's the only thing that kind of is, is remotely relevant to, to real life. In case you missed it, the Dixie Vodka 150 won by Denny. Uh, you had Dale Earnhardt Jr. finishing in second. Timmy Hill, Chase Briscoe, Garrett Smithley, the top five. On a more of a serious note, how are, uh, how are you and the family uh, holding up? What are you doing to pass away the time? Mama Lou and her crew okay? Everybody making out all right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we're, we're protecting dad a little bit, uh, you know, trying to keep him home, keep him from trying to go to the car shop and work on old cars all the time. But um, other than that, you know, kids are good. Um, you know, really, it hasn't changed a whole lot around here. Taylor gets a little sore crazy every now and then, but uh, we find creative ways of, of keeping her occupied. And uh, there's plenty of stuff to do around here. So she's got really got no excuses when it comes to that. So I think it's, it's you know, it actually gives us time to like, you know, there's no excuses, right? Like whatever you want to get done personally, or you have a goal you want to get to, like now's the time to do it. Like there, there's just no other better time than right now to accomplish whatever you've uh, put off in the past. 
I was going to say, are you one that bores easily? Like you have to be doing something? Do you do you appreciate the downtime? Do you appreciate being able to do some different things, obviously, than you would otherwise if we were racing every single weekend? Uh, I do get bored easily. I mean, you know, this morning I wrote on the calendar, you know, things I want to get done this week. I want to go through my closet. I want to go through all the Nike boxes that are in the garage, you know, just trying to get stuff done that uh, – you know, because I, I know once our racing season starts, it is going to be wide open. So, I think that uh, we really need to. Uh, I need to try to get stuff done around here that uh, I've been putting off. Before we let you go, uh, anything you want to say to your fans out there? We got a lot of eleven FedEx Denny Hamlin fans that listen to the show. Any uh, any words of encouragement or advice to those folks before we turn you loose? Well, it's uh, it's it's good to talk to you all again, obviously, and uh, especially under these circumstances. Well. Maybe, maybe not under these circumstances being that, you know, we have a, you know, kind of a negative thing going on in the world right now, but we also have a positive that uh, this sport uh, has, has found a, a light to, to kind of give everyone. So um, uh, it's it's really cool to kind of be a part of this thing, and it looks like we're going to be doing it uh, again next weekend at Texas. Well, I would be remiss if I did not um, if I did not turn loose the fact that you pledged $100 for every lap you led yesterday and $5,000 if you won. That all goes to benefit the families affected by the COVID-19 virus in the Homestead, Miami area. Um, I saw your tweet earlier. You tagged a lot of folks on that. Um, You know what? We had fun during that race, but also there are a lot of people that need help, and we appreciate you and the rest of your colleagues for stepping up and, and, and trying to fill that gap of need that seems to be ramping up across the country. Yep, I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Denny. Appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Never know. You may go back-to-back there when you take them on to Texas. <laughs> yeah, it's going to take a lot of work. I can guarantee that. I'm not going to be able to just show up and uh, be be competitive. I mean, I, I, I'm thinking that I'm probably going to go to start working on Texas here probably on Wednesday or so and see, uh, see if I can't do it again. Well, we, we appreciate your time. All the best, and uh, thanks for you and your colleagues helping us get through this difficult time with that with that very entertaining distraction at the virtual Homestead Miami Speedway. We'll talk to you soon, Denny. Thanks again. Thank you. That's Denny Hamlin. He won the virtual Dixie Vodka 150 at Homestead Miami Speedway. Denny, along with the rest of the NASCAR world, coming together to help. Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change. Like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, mm. yeah, I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Come and wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Wheelin designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Wheelin product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Wheelin is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. With the 2020 NASCAR Cup Series season suspended, Xfinity would like to look back at the Xfinity fastest lap from the Pennzoil 400 at Las Vegas. It was turned in by Joey Logano on lap 91. The speed, 178.012 miles per hour. 
The Xfinity Fastest Lap is brought to you by Xfinity. That wasn't just fast. That was Xfinity Fast. Coming up, Woody Kane chats with NBC's Parker Kligerman. First, this is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Hey, guys, this is Corey LaJoy. Join me and my two friends, Lauren Fox and Daryl Mott, on Sunday Money. Every week as we talk a little NASCAR racing, a little nonsense, but mostly bicker with each other. I had a Super Bowl party, and neither of you showed up. <laughs> we get along okay sometimes. Yeah. I say it's 50-50. I think the hairspray just seeps through his cranium into his brain. <sighs> throws off his... I'm regretting being here. No topic is off limits, so come join our conversation every week on Sunday Money. Right here on the Motor Racing Network or wherever you find your podcast. It's the Rip the Fence podcast. Three and four, Christopher Bell, the winner at Eldora. Dylan, it's good to see you, buddy. It's I'm good to see you, bud. Congrats. That, that was probably the most exciting win I've ever had in my career. With Dylan Welch and Tyler Burnett. Kyle Larson is a Chili Bowl Midget Nationals champion. When those words come out of my mouth, how does it make you feel? When it comes out of your mouth, it feels really good because you're the biggest Christopher Bell lover in the media center every week. Available to download wherever you listen to podcasts and on ripthefence.com. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Thank you so much for taking time out of your week to join us here on NASCAR Live. Moments ago, we heard from Denny Hamlin uh, talking about virtual racing, racing, and the popularity it's seen because of the break in real life racing. Well, virtual racing isn't new. In fact, a professional series called the Coca-Cola iRacing Series has been in existence for quite some time. Parker Kligerman is a team owner in that series. He owns Burton Kligerman Esports. That's Jeff Burton of Burton Kligerman Esports. This past week, Parker joined Woody Kane on MRN Out Loud and talked about that and more. I started sim racing the same time I started real racing in go-karts back in 2002. So I've been a part of it my whole life. Uh, it's, you know, it's really been the thing that I felt like allowed me to get to the level I got to with very little real racing experience. Um, you know, when I sat on the pole for my first ever Xfinity start in 2009, I had like probably 50 races in my whole career. Mm. Um, and, but I had raced thousands and thousands of hours online sim racing. So I've always been a big believer in it. And, uh, you know, that's why I have the team with Jeff Burton because, you know, it's a way for me to give back to something I love and believe in and, uh, hopefully, you know, in this time, although it's a tough time, more people pay attention to it and they, they like it and they continue watching and seeing what we're doing there. And my goal is, my dream, is that whether you're 16 years old or 60 years old, you can be watching that eNASCAR race and think, you know what, if I start today, I could maybe get there. And for a small nominal fee, and if you're good enough, maybe in a year and a half, you could also be racing at the top of the sim racing world that's an important point because it's not like you have to actually be racing fans can just click in and watch right how do they do that yeah so it's broadcast across the internet uh for free so it's on twitch um and then it's also on enascar.com it's on facebook live and it's on youtube live so it's when it's broadcasted on tuesday nights at nine o'clock it's on all of those different platforms at the same time so it's it's the it's pretty easy to see and then later this year uh, the the last six races of the season will be on NBCSN as well. So wow. if you if you've already watched NASCAR on NBCSN, you've got the channel, and uh, just stay tuned for the announcements when those will be. But the, yeah, the last six will be on NBCSN. 
Now, let's dig a little deeper. My understanding of the eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series is you guys are racing live races every other Tuesday. You and Jeff Burton have a, a two-car, two-driver team, but you're going out and getting sponsors, and you mentioned the, the money involved. It's, it's huge, but this, this, this thing has really just imploded, or not imploded, exploded this year and gotten huge. Yeah, it has. It really has. You know, we brought in teams for the first time last year, uh, which was a big thing I wanted to happen for the last couple of years because I felt like I, you know, this series had been around for, it's now this 11th year. And I had watched it a lot and I'd actually sponsored some drivers in it and I paid attention to it, but I felt like it wasn't getting the attention it really deserved. Um, and I, I thought like, all right, what's the way to help it? Well, that's to bring in team owners and people in the NASCAR world that, could help you know spread the message and so that's why teams are brought in that's what our goal is and our job our job is to help spread the message of this and that it exists and use our followings to get more people to pay attention to it and then it's the same thing with bringing Valvoline in who became our primary sponsor on both cars this year was you know they they help us amplify that message and you know they wanted to kind of dip their toe in esports and see what it was all about and this is an easy consumable way for them to do it because they know motorsports it's a little different than going and doing a shooting game. So mm-hmm. uh, a little safer, I guess, in some respects for their brand. So, you know, overall, it just worked well. And, and they've been an incredible partner. and They've really loved it. And as you mentioned, we've been off to a great start. Uh, Ashton Crowder, the driver of the 77, won the second race of the season. He was mm-hmm. tied for the points lead going into last night. He's now second in points. And uh, Logan Clampett finished second. And both our drivers, I think, we're tied to the team championship right now. So wow. we're uh, we're off to a great start three races in. Hopefully, we can keep it up all year. Yeah, it's going to be a really cool deal to watch uh, and participate in. It'll give us something to uh, divert our attention from all the serious news going on right now. But let's talk a little bit uh, uh, personal stuff. You're also uh, a pit reporter and analyst for NBC. Obviously, it's uh, Fox time right now, and you guys would take over the second half of the season. But just for you personally, how things changed for you over the last week or so? It's different different in uh, different communities all across the country. What's it like for you right now? Oh, you know, it's, I, I don't think any, uh, any different than anyone else. You know, it's almost like a sudden stop, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're doing everything one day. You're, you're in the groove. You know, you're just going through the motions, and then the next day everything comes to a stop. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's definitely been odd. I've, I've, I've practiced self-quarantine for the last week or so, week and a half. So I've very rarely left my, uh, my apartment building, and, you know, I think that, all of us trying to be smart about this and trying to help this go away as quick as possible. You know, the best thing we can do is stay home and, and, you know, not be out and about. So I've tried to do that. I will say, you know, esports has become a hot topic. So my days have suddenly become incredibly filled with the esports stuff (laughs) Um, and and very busy, but, you know, unless on the TV side, but, you know, once we get through this, I'm sure, uh, you know, all that will obviously pick back up and probably be crazier than ever because of, you know, missing this time that we uh, would be racing and doing things. So, um, you know, I, I think it's been an odd adjustment, but, you know, I, I'm very fortunate to be in the position I am. And I know so many are going to be going through such a tough time through all this. And, and uh, I can't help but keep thinking about all of them and hope that we're just providing a bit of entertainment to take their mind off that. I just I look forward to when we can all – come out of our homes again and get past the situation and, and experience that because, hey, maybe we'll learn something new and maybe something will come from it that is a positive that we can say, wow, this, you know, this worked out way better than we thought and we should do that in the future. That was NBC's Parker Kligerman and our Woody Kane as heard on the MRN Out Loud podcast. By the way, you can find that weekly at MRN.com 
or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This portion of NASCAR Live is brought to you by Blue Emu Maximum Pain Relief, the official pain relief cream of the Motor Racing Network. Coming in 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Is that Shakespeare? Nope. It's Geico. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Shakespeare from one of his unpublished works. Oh, it be not for awakening. Nay, give it thou the berries. For 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. No, it's from Geico, because they help save people money. Well, I hate to break it to you, but Geico got it from Shakespeare. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. You know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. The 1993 Cup Series season had more than its fair share of twists and turns. Checkered flags waving. I look in my mirror, and here's Earnhardt right on my tail, and he goes down low to pass me. And I said, oh, no, you don't. As Wallace spins, Wallace's car goes on its nose. Here's stories that you've never heard before in a 10-part series called The 1993 Season. And Davey was behind me, and we came off the corner, and there's a guy standing in the middle of the racetrack. You can download it for free on iTunes and at MRN.com right now. Coming up, an extended conversation with Cup Series driver Kurt Busch. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Now we're uh, easy top 10 car. Before you dive into the race weekend, get up to speed with MRN Out Loud. That is what makes an extraordinary team. I'm Woody Kane, inviting you to join me every Thursday as we talk to NASCAR drivers and crew chiefs about the coming weekend's race. There, there's a lot that we've been working on. And let you know when and where to hear MRN's coverage from the track. It's one of the older race surfaces we go to. Gear up for the race when you catch MRN Out Loud streaming every Thursday at MRN.com or wherever great podcasts are found. Here's a special message for those of you who owe the IRS at least 10000 or more in back taxes. The IRS has special programs in place that could eliminate or reduce your tax debt by thousands of dollars. The IRS is currently accepting reduced settlements and other favorable programs. You may qualify for substantial savings, so get the help you need. Take down the number now for the Federal Tax Management Hotline, 800-242-1706, 800-242-1706. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We welcome you back to NASCAR Live. We're so glad you're with us here on the Motor Racing Network, and we're so glad that our next guest is with us as well. We're talking about Chip Ganassi Racing driver Kurt Busch, who's in the house. Kurt, welcome back to NASCAR Live. How are we doing? Hey, guys, I'm doing good. Not quite in the house. I'm at my house, you know, but I'm with you guys. (laughs) (laughs) And we're glad that you are. Tell you what, we are in, uh, we're definitely in some uncertain times right now. It's like we don't know how to act. We can't get to the racetrack, and everything is in a state of flux all across the country. What about, uh, what about with uh, you and, and the family? How are you guys making out during this, uh, during this situation here? Yeah, we are definitely in some un- uncharted waters, and the, this territory for everybody is new. And, you know, for my family, uh, with Ashley and myself, we're down in, in South Florida uh, my brother is up in North Carolina. My parents are in North Carolina, about a half hour from where he is. Uh, my employees at, at Kurt Busch Incorporated are all hunkered down, and we're all just trying to respect the process. I think that's the easiest way to, to approach all of this. It is, and uh, it seems like that the process changes by the day. We'll get into more of that in a moment. I'm, I'm curious, though, uh, there are those of us that went to Atlanta Motor Speedway uh, a couple of weekends ago there, and, and it seems like things were changing on the fly there as well. How did you get the message that we were not going to be racing at Atlanta, and where were you when you got that message? 
Uh, so I, after the Phoenix race, I stayed in Phoenix for uh, some spring training baseball. Who would have known uh, that was going to be the last time we'd see baseball for a while and, and racing for that matter. And so I flew into Atlanta, and when I drove to the track on Thursday night, it, it was an eerie feeling. Like, like, wait a minute, where are our race fans? Where's all the motorhomes? Where's all the energy? It, it Everything just felt deflated. And then I had to mentally focus on, okay, if they're going forward with practices and a race, I've got to give my best. I have to be the leader of the number one Monster Energy Chevy team for Ganassi. And that's, that, again, like the next morning, things just didn't feel right. And I got the call from a PR guy uh, literally about an hour before we were going to prep for practice that uh, everything had been postponed. And I think that was the right decision. Uh, from there, I just drove from the racetrack in Atlanta down to South Florida. I just said, heck with it. I need some time to think and compress. And you know, when I got home, I was just trying to prep my wife and, and family members for everybody to go, hey, this is going to be a while. That was going to be a weird weekend. And I, I think you, you said it right. It's like you know, when we go to the racetrack, we're so accustomed to seeing race fans. And, and we were prepared to go without them. But that was the weird thing. And I know... I know how we as broadcasters take in a race. You got the fans there. They added an element of excitement. But what about being one of the competitors? What was, what did that feel like knowing that you were about to perform in front of an empty house? I mean, our fans are the soul of NASCAR. Uh, they're, they're the ones that, that give us that energy to go and perform and to put it on the high side, sideways, burning up a right rear tire, going for the win. And the loyalty that they've always shown us with buying our sponsors' products and being there for autographs in the garage area, you know, driver intros, uh, it's just all part of the, the whole atmosphere. And that's, that's where it just didn't feel right. And I'm like, you know, we don't need to be racing unless we have our fans in the stands. That, that's my first impression with it all. Uh, but then we've got to figure out what to do now as we move forward with TV and, and everything else that's part of and radio that's, that's part of our whole production. And I know that we don't know what's next. Um, we are on the preliminary plan of trying to return to racing at Martinsville, and that leaves a lot of racing to be made up. I'm just curious. We're just spitballing here. What would you like to see? Let's say we go back at Martinsville. We start racing again at Martinsville Speedway, but we've got these seven races that need to be made up. If NASCAR came to you and asked you for your, your, your counsel and your advice, what would you be open to as far as trying to make up those races? Uh, everything is, is so difficult right now to predict and to understand. And, again, it gets back to respecting the process. I really don't know what, what to expect or how things will progress from where we stand today. Uh, if I just had one quick thought, it would be any track with, with lights we can run during the weekday. And we try to, like Steve Phelps, the president of NASCAR, said the other day, uh, keep our playoffs intact and run those 10 weeks out uh, in a normal sequence. But we're still very, very early in all the processes of, of how we can make decisions. And so all of it's just speculation right now. And you're exactly right. And I know that there's a lot of race fans that are anxious to get back to the racetrack and we're going to have to go through this process. And we don't know how long that process is going to be. We were talking with some fans the other day, and you know everybody's got suggestions and all that. You just mentioned midweek racing. This is something that we obviously haven't done in the Cup Series. I mean, we've done it in, in trucks and, and all that with racing in, in Eldora. 
what do you think about perhaps maybe whenever we get back to racing that that all things are on the table? We've been told that by Steve Phelps. This could potentially be an opportunity to maybe look at doing some things differently going forward out of necessity, obviously, in this case. But there may be that next great thing out there for this sport that we'll discover in a time of challenge like we're going through right now. Yeah, I, I think everything is, is going to be on the table. And everybody needs to smile and take a deep breath and know that you know, we're going to have to adjust on the fly and no matter what it is. And, you know, I just read today the 24 hours of Le Mans that's supposed to race in June has been now moved to September. That's, uh, that's a huge race around the world. I think there's going to be a lot of dominoes that will fall around. This is just me now. This is me speculating. I'm not, sure. I don't need to be quoted or tossed around into this is what he said. But Indianapolis and what the Indy 500 is going to do, Roger Penske and his group, they have a big decision to make because I see them as, as the biggest kingpin of all motorsport. And so we'll see how things progress. But everything has to be adjusted here and there. And some of 2020, if it finishes by November, I might have to go into 2021. But we've all talked about weekday races, shorter races, maybe even doubling up, you know, like Pocono's doing this year. 2020 is now probably going to be a hybrid of using some of these races and these scenarios to see what works best for 2021 in the future. I agree. Uh, right. And, and we will reaffirm to the listeners that this is just us spitballing. This is just some thoughts that we're throwing out. Nothing is official. Of course, we got word from Steve Phelps the other day what the intent and what the goal is. But we're all in just that wait-and-see situation more coming up with kurt bush here on nascar live hey race fans do you want to drive like a nascar champion now is your chance enter to win a brand new one-of-a-kind 2020 toyota camry trd at nascarfoundation.org slash car giveaway and help kids in our local racing communities this championship edition camry celebrates the winning manufacturer's nascar cup series title donate just 25 dollars to the nascar foundation for your chance to win go to nascarfoundation.org slash car giveaway drive like a champion today by visiting nascarfoundation.org slash car giveaway for more than 80 years, Detroit Diesel has been the legendary driving force powering Freightliner and Western Star trucks across North America. Through our state-of-the-art Detroit technologies and components and safety systems, we've earned our customers' trust as a reliable business partner dedicated to improving their bottom line. It's no wonder they continue to depend on Detroit to keep them safe and efficient on the road. When you demand it all, demand Detroit. More with Kurt Busch next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. NASCAR local, regional, and international racing. Grassroots racing. From the short tracks of America to the road courses of Europe and Mexico. I'm Kyle Rickey. Join Hannah Newhouse and me for NASCAR Coast to Coast, presented by Whelan and Hercules Tires. Each week on the Motor Racing Network, we'll talk with the race winners, newsmakers, and grassroots racing personalities. 
NASCAR Coast to Coast on the Motor Racing Network. This is NASCAR Live. Greg Biffle coming off turn four down on the start-finish line. He's been the strongest man all day. He'll win the season-ending Ford 400. And fifth is Kurt Busch, and he is the NASCAR Nextel Cup Series champion. Now, back to Mike Bagley. That's how it sounded on November 21st, 2004 at Homestead Miami Speedway. The season-ending NASCAR Nextel Cup Series race. You heard it right there. Yours truly, Joe Moore, with the call of Greg Biffle taking the checkered flag and Kurt Busch taking the championship. We welcome you back to NASCAR Live. Over the weekend, we aired that race on MRN.com, and it brought back a lot of memories. Kurt, what do you remember about that day? Wow. Wow. I mean, that afternoon had everything A through Z squared thrown at uh, the number 97 team. Uh, what, What an amazing day. Uh, to finish you know, a season such as 2004 as the champion, um, I I never would have thought. And to to have been able to win it all and to be to be humbled by the sport, it all happened right when I was lifting up that trophy at the end. And you have all these flash memories of past champions, and for me also the the people that helped me get to that point. My family, the race team all the other race teams that I had raced for and that gave me a chance to work my way up to the top. All those people uh, were were flashing through my mind and I I wished all of them could have been there. And that day though, wow, what what a set of emotions, what a set of obstacles and and what a unique challenge and, and and what an opportunity that, uh, that Roush racing myself, Jimmy Fenning, we were all able to, to work together and to piece it together and bring home a championship. I mean, I, I don't even know where to start with, with all the emotions that went through for that day. When I, when I look back and I reflect back on that day, of course, one of the biggest events of the race itself was when you lost the tire coming to pit road. Had you lost that tire one second later, you probably would have been in the wall. Uh, it happened at just the right time. It puts you behind a little bit. But I saw a team that day that dug deep. I saw a driver that dug deep, crew chief, crew members, everybody dug deep, and you were able to come back from that. That, to me, defined that race for you and ultimately put an exclamation point on that championship, just just how things went, but how you guys were able to come back from that adversity, keep your heads on straight, and then focus enough, bring it back to the checkered flag, and win the championship. Do you agree with that assessment about how you guys dug and focused and were able to, to, to keep your eye on the ball that day? Oh, it's, it's amazing what that, that spirit of competition and, and the amount of adrenaline that, that everybody had, but also to look at each other and to hear it over the radio and to go, you know what? We're in championship position. We're not going to let this moment derail the effort or break us down. And, I mean, that, that wheel coming apart, listen, I, I felt like I, I'm driving the car. It's within the first 50 laps of the race. We hadn't even pitted yet. So it wasn't a loose wheel from a pit stop. It, it was the wheel that we started the race with. And I'm sitting there in my mind, like lap 30 of the race, I'm running second to Biffle. I, I have this vibration. And I'm like, what the heck's going on? And then the other voice in my head goes, oh, man, you're folding under pressure. Bro, you're, you're talking yourself right out of this, aren't you? And then my other voice goes, no, 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 no. Think this through. What, what's going down? 
I mean, this is the wheel you started the race with. It's not a pit stop. Did a wheel weight come off? What's this vibration? I don't know. What's going on over here with, with the other side of my brain? I don't know. Well, we should probably just pit, and that way we still got time in the race to make it back up. And for that outer rim to break apart from the center section of the wheel, right where it did, the outer rim and the tire went out onto the track to create the yellow for me to barely miss the end of pit wall. Like, literally, I thought I was wrecked. The wheel broke. I'm looking straight at the end of pit wall, and I had that tingling feeling in my nose that I was about to wreck. Like, those are those moments when everything goes into super slow-mo, and I'm about to wreck, and something lifted the, my left foot off of the brake pedal similar to when people are in snow and you're driving and you're on the brakes and everything's just sliding forward just lift Mm -hmm. off the pedal and a car turned just enough left to miss the end of pit wall somehow i wasn't you know speeding but that that penalty wouldn't have mattered but the yellow got created by the tire out on the track i came to the end of pit road we were in pit stall number one i got my right sides changed and we were so freaking out. It was chaos, and I don't even know how we got out of there with, with that situation under control. <laughs> That's how the day started for us in our first 50 laps. All right. So we, uh, we, we talked about the loose wheel, but what was the second turning point in the race for you? For me, I thought it was at the end of the race, you know, there's all this emotion of should we pit, should we not pit, and the light bulb went off above my head. And it said, if Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Gordon both pit here, I need to do what they do because the crew chief, Jimmy Fenning, saying, if you pit now, we can't make it on fuel. We're, we're the front runner right now. They're going to gamble to leap ahead of us. We have to pit with them. And Fenning's like, no, I, I don't think we can make it. We, we shouldn't. We should. And, I, and those guys peeled off. I peeled off to pit with them. And the team, like, absorbed that. I felt that moment of, if the driver said it, we got to roll with him. And I'm glad they thought that because in the car, I had that second voice going again, like, hey, buddy, I don't know if that was the right decision. I'm like, no, no, we got to race for points right now. We got to race these guys for points. And what an amazing race. What an amazing feel because at the end of the day, a teammate, Greg Biffle, held off Jimmy Johnson from being able to lead a lap that day because those bonus points would have put us almost neck and neck for the championship title. But just to just to rewind, just to fuzz, when we pitted together, none of us could make it on fuel, and we all came back out running around 35th place together. And so I just followed them. I just I said, wherever they go, I just got to keep them in sight. I don't even know what position I'm running in. I'm just going to follow them. And we passed cars, passed cars, passed this guy, passed that guy. And I don't even know if we had – another yellow or not. I can't even remember. And I, and at the end, Jimmy Johnson was running second, trying to pass Biffle. I could see it all up in front of me. And I'm like, if everybody just stays right here, we've got this. And all is what I remember the, of the last few laps. I don't remember looking out the windshield. I remember looking in the mirror, trying to block and keep those guys behind me so that I could finish fifth. And that would have been enough to win the championship at that point in 2004. And we pulled it off. All kinds of teamwork in all directions. Biffle won the race. We finished fifth and win the 2004 championship. And what an amazing feeling for everybody on the Roush Racing team. 
Hey, we appreciate you spending time with us here on NASCAR Live. I know that it's a very difficult time in the country, and you made some time to be with us. You and the Mrs. be safe in South Florida, and we will catch up with you soon, my friend. Likewise, guys. Be safe, uh, be sound, and just smile. We're going to be okay. That's Kurt Busch. More coming up on NASCAR Live. Welcome back to Sports View. Today's topic, game changers. Makes me think of Progressive's Home Quote Explorer. Finally, a simple, efficient way to quote home insurance. Let's go to Colin, who will now try to say something. Okay, first of all, are you kidding? Never in my life. Okay, when you see stuff like this, look, I'm not the only one who thinks this, although everybody says I am. Well said, Colin. Well said. Get right to the point with Home Quote Explorer. It's a game changer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Whelan designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and high-powered warning systems for automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Every part of every Whelan product is proudly designed and manufactured in America and is tested on site to meet the toughest industry certifications. On the road, in the air, and around the world, Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, trusted to perform. Another installment of 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson next. This is NASCAR Live on the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. Are you ready? To help children forget about their serious medical conditions so they can just be a kid. Then support Victory Junction, which is the dream of late race driver Adam Petty, who wanted to build a camp where children concentrate on fun and laughter, not illness or disability. At Victory Junction, kids enjoy ziplining, horseback riding, swimming, fishing, all in a medically safe environment, all at no cost to the camper. What do you say, Richard Petty? Let's do this. Learn more at VictoryJunction.org. Check out MRN.com for a podcast series called The Tough Trucks of NASCAR. 25 years and still trucking. We'll take you back to some great races. Here they come. They're crashing in the back at the line. Mike Skinner wins it. Some wild moments. Brendan Gaughan gets turned around and slams hard into the inside retaining wall. And the stories that go with them. We lost the championship, but there was a lot of ugly things that went on behind the scenes. Ended a lot of friendships, actually, to this day. Download the shows for free on iTunes and at MRN.com. Time now for the Whelan Pit Crew Member of the Week. Ernie Pierce is the jackman for the number 20 Joe Gibbs Racing Toyota, driven by Eric Jones. Pierce got the job after taking a tour of the race shop. I showed up, and uh, at the end of the tour, I was just like, all right. And I showed up every single day exactly. at 8 a.m. And at the time, you I didn't have a pass to open, so I would wait for someone to walk in and just assume the sale. So I would walk in right behind him, head right to the pit area. I worked for free for about the first month and a half. Just got in where I could fit in, ran tires, clean tires, clean studs, did all of the small things. And, and uh, eventually, at the time, Jason Tate, who was the jackman on the 20 car, uh, when Kenseth was driving it, uh, just took me under his wing. And that was probably the biggest leap forward that I took. On the road, in the air, and around the world. Whelan is trusted to be seen, trusted to be heard, and trusted to perform. Now, back to your host, Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. All this year, we're celebrating the career of seven-time champion Jimmy Johnson, who will retire at season's end after an amazing NASCAR career. We've produced a series of 48 stories with Jimmy Johnson. Those featured defining moments in his career. Here's MRN's Kyle Rickey with the latest. One of the greatest accomplishments in Jimmy Johnson's lifetime is becoming a father. A dad of two wonderful girls, Johnson sees the value in showing his girls how fortunate they are growing up with a successful father. 
A few years ago, Johnson took his daughters, Genevieve and Olivia, back to his hometown of El Cajon, California, and gave them a glimpse into what it was like growing up modestly. Yeah, I think just seeing, and I'm obviously with today's, with my situation today and the way we travel and um, great place we live in, in Charlotte and just, just the, the means that I have now and the lifestyle I've been able to create, it's so different. Um, and as a parent, I, I know that you know, I want my kids to appreciate what they have and work hard for um, you know, the, the world they want to create for themselves. And my kids are starting a heck of a lot better off than I did from, from that perspective. You know, I grew up in a house full of love and uh, understanding and highly motivated parents that pushed me to, to chase my dreams. And, and I want to give that to my children as well, obviously. But to take them back and show them, show them the street I played on. And I even saw some old bicycle jumps that are kind of eroded away now on the side of the road up in, uh, in Crest where I grew up. It's just... I just, and they're young, but I feel like they need to see that and to hear my daughter's, uh, Genevieve's comments about, you know, the house and how small it was and things like that. It's like, yep, that's, that's why we're here. So certainly from their standpoint, it was great to show them around. But for me, it's just such a nice reminder to go back. Um, I do shake my head and find it hard to believe that's where I came from and that I made it to where I am. Uh, but more than anything, the memories and it's just wild how the old, uh, memories and stories come up and. I just pepper my wife with these these stories like, yeah, I've heard that 15 times and you know that one 20 times. So it uh, it's just fun to open up those memory banks or the memory bank and, and experience those things again. Johnson has given back to his former hometown of El Cajon, California, through his Jimmy Johnson Foundation. He's helped secure grants for his former high school and has also partnered with Habitat for Humanity to build homes for families that are in most need. I'm Kyle Rickey. This has been 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson. Thank you, Kyle. If you'd like to hear more 48 Stories with Jimmy Johnson, they're featured at MRN.com. You can find them by using the drop-down box on the Shows tab. The checker flag waves on another edition of NASCAR Live shortly, but first, a NASCAR history lesson with Susie Armstrong. Seven-point reinforced nylon harness. Check. Carbon fiber head and neck restraint. Check. Thermoplastic nylon window webbing. Check. NASCAR uses innovative technology to protect their drivers. Shouldn't you do the same to protect your Wi-Fi network? With Xfinity XFi Advanced Security, your XFi Gateway safeguards all the devices on your home network. So if it's connected, it's protected. Wi-Fi security? Check. Xfinity, official partner of NASCAR. Visit Xfinity.com to learn more. For five decades, the Motor Racing Network has been the voice of NASCAR. And now, it's time to tell our story. They are in turn two in front of Mike Joy. With help from some of the sport's iconic voices. Oh, crap! And I spin around. Here comes Richard Petty! I'm Fred Armstrong. Join me for MRN's newest podcast series. MRN presents 50 Years, the voice of NASCAR. Available for download on MRN.com. And wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Back to head to the house for this week's edition of NASCAR Live. Before we go, here's Susie Armstrong with another edition of This Week in NASCAR History. Thanks, Mike. This week, we roll back over three decades to 1988. British-born Rick Astley, Rick rolled the globe with the international smash hit, Never Gonna Give You Up. San Diego quarterback and pro football Hall of Famer Dan Fouts 
hung up the helmet for good. And Lake Speed claimed his one and only NASCAR Cup Series trophy, leading 178 laps in the wins Kmart Oldsmobile to win the Trans-South 500 at Darlington Raceway. Here, Lake Speed on his way to victory. Down the back stretch, toward turn three. The fans on their feet saluting Lake Speed. He can almost walk it home from here. It has taken him eight years and 164 Winston Cup races. Lake Speed of Jackson, Mississippi, off turn four. 1996. Patty Loveless feels good at number one with the country hit, You Can Feel Bad. Mel Gibson's Braveheart destroys all Best Picture competition at the 68th Academy Awards, while the saucy box office bomb Showgirls struts away with a record seven golden raspberries. And Jeff Gordon had the right tricks at the track too tough to tame, stretching the fuel to win the Trans-South 400 at Darlington. Jeff Gordon now rumbling down the back straightaway. He comes out of the pocket from behind Mike Wallace, swings down to the inside of that lap car. Jeff Gordon is headed home. A final runoff of turn number four if the fuel will hold up, and Jeff Gordon will score his second straight win at Darlington Raceway. Here he comes off the corner. He can coast home now, and for the 11th time in his NASCAR Winston Cup Series career, Jeff Gordon is a winner. 2013, Luke Bryan bounced to the top of the Billboard 200 with spring break here to party. American soap opera staple The Young and the Restless hit a maturity milestone, celebrating a 40-year run on CBS. And Kyle Busch showed off his veteran prowess, skating by the entangled Denny Hamlin and Joey Logano to win the Auto Club 400 at Auto Club Speedway of Southern California. Bush has all the momentum in the world. He wants to make it three wide. Logano, Hamlin, Bush, there's contact. Here's Bush to the outside to take the top spot. Kyle Bush will just power around the outside. Meanwhile, Hamlin and Logano make contact. Hamlin's in the fence, and Kyle Bush is going to win at the Auto Club Speedway in an unbelievable three wide pass as they worked off turn number three. And those are just some of the events from this week in NASCAR history. Thank you, Susie, and thank you to Denny Hamlin for stopping by on this week's show. I'd like to also thank Kurt Busch and Parker Kligerman for stopping by. For the rest of the MRN crew, I'm Mike Bagley. Thank you for listening. We'll chat with you next week right here on another edition of NASCAR Live. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina, and was brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. And by Blue Emu. Blue Emu's family of products supports healthy muscles and joints, is family-owned, and made here in America. It works fast, and you won't stink. Today's broadcast was produced by Alexa Henrion, Tyler Burnett, and Rich Colbert. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network. Good afternoon. Would you like to try a free sample of our double fudge brownie? Oh, sure. Mmm, that's very good. I'll just take one more, just to be sure. Yep, still very good. Some things never change, like never being able to take just one free sample. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Mmm, is that macadamia nut I taste? Let me take one more. Sir, mmm, yeah. 
I thought so. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. NASCAR season is here, and everyone on the Toyota racing team is doing their part to perform at the highest level. From driver Ty Gibbs to amateur musician Russell Viper, who's working on the perfect pre-race pump-up track for the team. Start those cameras up! Yeah! To accomplish greater things this year, everyone plays a part. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc.